0: The New England Patriots have officially been eliminated from the playoffs, so we're going to examine how we got here, what big decisions are coming, and why Patriots should have some reasons for optimism here today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day
0: you know who you are those of you who never miss a single episode we appreciate y'all being here very very much today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for twenty dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
1: joe uh happy tuesday to you as we get ready to flip the page in the the days ahead to week 15 of the 2023 nfl season but uh, part of this transition period for us at this time of year is to put our GM ish, I guess, hats on, our uh, doctor coats on, because we're going to do kind of the the autopsy of this New England Patriots season that will not finish with a playoff berth. Uh, the Patriots currently sitting at three and ten, uh, in spite of a win against Pittsburgh on Thursday night, they were eliminated thanks to the results that happened on Sunday. So. We're going to kind of split this thing open, and I think you probably start with what went wrong. Uh, There's a lot to get into, so I don't want to belabor the uh, pulling teeth portion of this program any longer. What went wrong with the New England Patriots this year?
0: Wow. Okay. So uh, I think you (laughs) look at this, you look at this from a number of angles, but I feel like Offensively is where you have to start, right? It's a pretty good defense, and there's some things that have gotten in the way on defense. We'll get to that, but I think you got to start on offense, and I think it begins with the kind of a three-year, three-year stretch here of offensive coaching and mismanagement of the quarterback position, where you've had three different coordinator situations, a couple that are disastrous in every imaginable way, and you don't give Mac Jones a reasonable opportunity to develop, right? It's 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 putting a class on on what to not do with a first-round quarterback. And I think between not being able to nail down the correct offensive coordinator for a limited quarterback, right? I think they made a mistake having him as a quarterback, but certainly they didn't give him a great chance to develop on top of missed allocation of resources with free agent dollars, with draft capital to build around that quarterback, right? There's just not enough difference makers when it comes to the New England Patriots and their skill players. I think that's really where the root of this is. That's how we get to year three of Mac Jones, eliminated from the playoffs with a 3-11 and record.
1: Okay, so I want to talk about the offensive coaching staff, but you mentioned lack of playmakers. The Patriots were one of only two or three teams in our summer roster evaluation that did not have a roster cornerstone classified player. And I think that looms really large over where the New England Patriots are at right now because they've dealt with some injuries. They've dealt with, dealt with bad coaching. They have really struggled to get a, a grasp on maximizing their talent. But they, at the end of the day, this entire ideology that that's been applied by Bill Belichick has been, we're going to outcoach you for forever. And that yeah. works when you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And, and, you know, you hate to bring the name Tom Brady up so soon, but they really have not changed how they've done business since Tom Brady left. And it doesn't work when you don't have Tom. So that that for me is the root of it. Is it, It's everything from the free agent signings to how you approach the draft to what your offensive system looks like to how you want to call games and how aggressive you are or aren't in game situations. There's a fundamental clash with what wins in the NFL right now and what the Patriots are trying to do. And when you have the greatest of all time, it works. Yeah, And you don't have that. So like, I think you really, and I don't envy Robert Kraft for having to do this, but you have to look at the entire body of work and ask yourself, like, what do I cling to to have belief that this is going to turn around? And Bill Belichick's answer to that in the summer, when he was asked by the the Boston media, "Why should fans be excited about this season?" He said, "The past twenty five years, it don't matter anymore." Bill, right, right. So that for I me, is, that- it's like it's that's such a root that I think soils everything that we're talking about right now. You know, players, not plays,
0: but that's not the Patriots feel. Um, I think that absence of of weapons in the passing game really takes away the, from the best parts of their offense, which is their offensive line and their running backs. That's, you're you know, like, candidly, a, as a fan of a rival team, I'm not afraid of your weapons in the passing game, and I haven't been in a long time. And I'm sure that's pretty much true. You're not keeping anyone up at night. And so it's like, okay. Let's make them beat us throwing the football and take away and mitigate the best things they have offensively, which is the O-line and and the running game. I I think defensively that's the strength of this team, but you had some significant injuries on defense, whether that's Matthew Judon, your best defensive lineman, Christian Gonzalez, who was off to an unbelievable start through four games, and then, of course, Marcus Jones, who's kind of an X-factor with the defense and special teams. And while you were statistically pretty strong on defense, the splash plays aren't there. You only have 12 takeaways in the season. That's 29th in the NFL. You only have 26 sacks. That's 28th in the NFL, right? So your big impact plays in terms of takeaways, tackles for loss, sacks. You're not producing in that capacity to help, you know, overcome what you're missing at the quarterback position and in your passing game.
1: Yeah, to kind of expand on the skill set, the leading receivers for this Patriots team are the two dynamic guys that they have in Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas, and Kendrick Bourne, who's only played in eight games. Those are the two leading receivers from a target perception, a reception perception, other than Ramondre Stevenson, who has more catches than anybody else on the team. Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott have 38 and 31 respective receptions this year. The outside receivers, nobody's got more than 37. And that's Kendrick Bourne, and he's missed half the games. So you're paying Devontae Parker a decent amount. You traded a third-round pick to get Devontae Parker. You're paying him, yeah. You, you signed Juju Smith-Schuster in free agency after the year you had in Kansas City last year. You brought in Mike Gusecki on a one-year deal with some incentive money in free agency to be your second tight end along with Hunter Henry. I think Hunter Henry's a fine option for you. But those those guys have been your recent answers to address the wide receiver position. And they're all the same. They can't separate. So I don't think it's a coincidence that your two dynamic players in Kendrick Bourne and Demario Douglas are your leading receivers on this team, but they have 410, 406 yards respectively on the season where it's December 12th. It's not a world that you want to live in. And then so much of the volume gets run through the backs. So I think it, it goes back to Belichick wants to be strong up the middle, right on both sides, but If you're strong up the middle and you don't have those threats on the outside, the numbers that gets invited into the middle mitigates your ability to be strong up the middle to really water it down.
0: So plenty of reasons how we got here. And we're going to shift our focus in this conversation next to the big decisions that are coming for new England, this offseason, and then we're going to get to the reasons for optimism for Patriots fans. So stick with us, but folks, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Luckily, game time is here, and it is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, all-in prices. They give you a view from your seat. They have a best price guarantee. I mean, simply put, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The app is awesome, super easy to navigate. They have flash deals. I love just popping in from time to time on the app, seeing what type of flash deals they will offer To me, plus they'll send the tickets right to your phone. You don't have to dig through emails to find them. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: So, free agency for New England. I think this is a really interesting group because this was a team that was kind of billed as potentially a seller at the trade deadline. And they didn't do anything. Yeah, And right. as a matter of fact, they they traded for J.C. Jackson, <laughs> right, that was right. That was the trade deadline decision that was made. Is yeah, let's bring another guy in. So New England now sitting at three and ten. Hunter Henry, who we just gave flowers, as one of their redeeming skill players. It's an expiring contract. Starting left tackle Trent Brown, one of your leading receivers, Kendrick Bourne, your tight end two and Mike Kisecki, Jalen Mills. Uh, one of your other leading receivers, Ezekiel Elliott, this is just going off of their, their cost. This isn't even the most impactful players that you have because you yeah. scroll down here a little bit. You got Kyle Duggar. I think the player that probably has a case to be made to be a franchise cornerstone. You have Josh Uche, good pass rusher. Anthony Jennings, who stepped in in the absence of Josh Uche. Pharaoh Browns made some nice plays for you. Michael and Wayne, you. Yeah. Uh, starter at right tackle started year at guard that was supposed to be a riley reef spot that never materialized so and when you kicks out the guard and they they did have a hit in in um city sal which we'll yeah. talk about with levy grail as as a nice hit for them or at least it appears that way but um some meaningful starters for new england with the expired contracts feels like the big three duggar
0: uche and unwayne you as guys that are you know, Duggar 27, Uche's 25, and Wayne U's 26. I think that's where you find yourself really wanting to bring those guys back, right? Trent Brown, good left tackle, 30 years old. Hunter Henry's 20, 29, right? The thing about their tight ends, all three of them are expiring contracts. So they're going to have to make some decisions there with yeah. either new contracts or new players. Um, So it's not to me, it's not overwhelming, especially when you consider they're entering this offseason with $75 million in cap space. With 44 players signed, right? They're going to have flexibility. There's plenty of opportunities to create even more cap space if they want to, but they've been in this position, right? They've had cap space every year, it seems like. They got to have some hits, man. They got to be able to do the right things with this money to have a more dynamic roster that you can lean on players instead of plays to win football games. And so, notable expiring contracts, they got several, but I think Duggar, Uche, and Owen, you are the big three.
1: Um, not a lot of relief in the way of how they've structured their contracts, just kind of looking through as far as levers to pull to, to grow that salary cap space. Uh, some of the top restructure candidates would be Devon Godshall, Dietrich Weiss, David Andrews, Jonathan Jones, John, Jawan Bentley, but none of those guys gets you more than two or $3 million in cap space. So there's not a lot of, of appeal. Go ahead.
0: The big lever to pull is J.C. Jackson. You cut him, you save $14.4 million. I don't think there's any dead cap accumulation for that either. I think that's your big one. You can also cut Devon Godchaux and free up $8 million, Lawrence Guy $3 million, Jonathan Jones $5 million. I think the only logical restructure candidate is Juju Smith-Schuster at $5 million, and you might not even want to do that. It doesn't seem overwhelming on to me. One. Yeah. Here's – Yeah, there's, just, here's not, what I think there's this, just not a lot of leverage to pull there's not, but I don't think I don't think you need them, right? You have 75 million in cap space. You you mm-hmm. let go of JC Jackson and you got what, like ninety million in cap space? Like you you have all the money to do the things that you want to do. I think the biggest decision that New England has to make this offseason is Bill Belichick, their coaching staff, their front office. Because to me, Kyle, handing over a top three draft pick, potentially top two draft pick, this cap space to Bill Belichick for more of the same is going to get me more of the same. And so do you want to roll with it or do you want to flush to me? I'm flushing. I'm getting an entirely new coaching staff. I'm getting an entirely new front office. And to me, that's at the root of all of this, because even if you look at the extension candidates, whether it's Jabril Peppers, Jelani Tavai, Devon Godchow, Dietrich Weiss, David Andrews, Ramondre Stevenson. You want to know what you're running. Right, dude. Yeah. Like, (laughs) What 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 are we as a football team? What what do we want to be? And to me, if you roll with Bill Belichick, a lot of those guys are going to be back, right? Those are the types of players that kind of fit what they want to do. I'm looking to build a more dynamic operation, and so with that in mind, I'm saying no to a lot of this. I'm resetting everywhere, but I that's to me that's at at the crux of what their biggest decision to make is this offseason.
1: Yeah. Um. I agree. Obviously, there's a quarterback decision that's going to have to come as a part of that as well with Mac Jones, who through three seasons, they'll have a fifth-year option decision, which I think is probably a pretty easy one to make as far as I mean, what your ultimate going to do. Yeah, no thanks. We'll decline You're that fifth-year option. That. Mac Jones will. And from a cash perspective, uh, he's only owed $2.78 million in cash next year. So if you move on from him, that shouldn't be a hard contract to move. Oh, if if you're a quarterback, if you're a quarterback needy team, that's outside of the first tier of quarterbacks, and you want to sign a free, a mid level free agent, and maybe bring in some competition that has some upside for what it could be. well, I I trail late pick for Mac Jones just because the offensive infrastructure has been so bad. You saw he looked like a competent quarterback with Josh McDaniels and then McDaniels leaves for the Raiders and the coaching staff looks totally incompetent, whether it's Bill O'Brien or last year's group with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge.
0: I mean, look, look across the NFL and, and see the quarterbacks that are starting games right now. Like, in last year, it was the most ever in the history of the NFL for different quarterbacks starting games. We are seeing quarterback yeah. injuries at a high rate. Like, quarterback depth is stressed across the league in a big way. Like, literally, just look at the games that were played this past Sunday and remind yourselves of who's starting at quarterback. If you can get Mac Jones on a very modest contract to, to be a QB2, to just do the Trey Lance thing in Dallas, right, or, you know, something along those lines you should be interested in doing that because the reality is your backup quarterbacks probably going to see some action.
1: Yep. So um, other decisions to make kind of gets, it, it bleeds into the Levy grail a little bit, but it, I think it's worth discussing. They got to decide what kind of quarterback they want to have. They're going to have a, a chance to pick a high quarterback. It seems like the draft class is trending towards having more than just Caleb Williams and Drake May. Drake May officially declared yesterday. So that's good news for Patriots fans. Um, so some of this will be what, what personality of a coach do we have? What kind of offense do we want to run? Like they have to answer all those questions first. But then you're actually going to have an evaluation opportunity mm. for quarterbacks. And you're a little bit at the mercy right now with the draft order of who's picking one. And if the Chicago Bears, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers, choose to go with the quarterback or not. But say they don't, like just for argument's sake, and they get their pick of the litter. You have two very different stylistic players who have two very different personality players in Caleb Williams and Drake May. Mm -hmm. If they are outside of one of those quarterbacks, you know, can you invoke Jaden Daniels? It feels like there's a lot of people that want to put Jaden Daniels and anticipate Jaden Daniels, who won the Heisman at, at LSU this year, into that conversation as far as being that stratosphere type of pick, we have to do our own evaluations on him, but like obviously a very dynamic player, a lot of rushing upside as far as a dual threat type player, big time arm, like vertical shots down the field. Most of you talk about infusing explosiveness in your offense. Joe Jane Daniels had more explosive plays offensively in 12 games than Joe Burrow had in 15 (laughs) for that LSU team in 2019. Like a lot of explosiveness with that. So uh, really fascinating, and it, it's the total contrast from from Mac Jones too. Right? I think Mac Jones was always a high floor. We're going to bring him in. He's going to run Josh McDaniels' system. Right? There's, there's, not the arm talent done pop, the athleticism done pop, kind of a vanilla personality. You can really dramatically change that, and that's going to be the face of your franchise, whether it is with Bill Belichick or with somebody else. I've got some
0: thoughts about the quarterbacks and the Patriots. I'm going to save them here uh, for the Levy Grail and that part of our conversation. So stick with us, but folks I'm obsessed with DoorDash. The convenience of DoorDash is unmatched. We're all busy people. We're all got a lot to do and you'd love to have a little bit more time. Well, that's what I love about DoorDash. It gives me more time because I don't have to worry about, you know, when I'm going to have time to get to the grocery store. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to make for dinner or when I'm going to have time to make dinner. You can just let DoorDash bring that to you. They'll bring you groceries right to your front door. They'll bring you food from your favorite local restaurants right to your front door. It's so convenient. They'll even bring you a snack. Maybe you want a little something from the gas station, soda, and a, and a Slim Jim. Whatever you need, they'll bring it to your front door. So check them out. I got a deal here for you. Get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change. Terms apply again. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more in your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: You kind of teed yourself up here. Yeah. I'd hate to interrupt the party. <laughs> well,
0: ahead. so, big decision to make at quarterback, right? The first decision though you have to make is who's going to make that decision, right? What, who, who's your, what's your front office? What's your coaching staff? Yep. If it's the same, right. If they don't change any of that and they have their choice, they're going to pick Drake may like, I I just feel like that's going to be their preferred option, more traditional player, um, talented prospect, you know, nice arm, nice size uh, has really nice touch and vertical, you know, ability to push the ball down the field. They got to get some weapons for him, but, I feel like that would be their choice. You want the ceiling player. I think you go with Caleb Williams. To me, part of my decision-making with a coach is asking them about that and and tell me the merits of either quarterback. Where do you fall? Why? why, Right? And realizing that I'm looking to be a more dynamic operation. That pushes me towards Caleb Williams, for sure. But I don't think Bill Belichick is going to be the GM slash head coach that's going to pull the trigger there. I, w- I read a, a Patriots-specific mock draft this past week, and they had a scenario where they wound up kind of doing a, a a trade back and putting themselves in positions for Jaden Daniels and having some other options, right? We'll see how this all shakes out. But the interesting dynamic is going to be, do the Patriots like maybe win some games that puts them out of this conversation? They've, they've already started that. They beat maybe Pittsburgh right on Thursday. That makes this a little bit more complicated. If they beat the Jets again, they're going to have another win. Are they going to be? Are they going to win themselves out of having the flexibility that they might need to get the guy that they want, or really take advantage of all the
1: options that could be there? Man, uh, they got some help with the games last night. Tennessee was a four-win team, and you know, they play a lot of divisional opponents. Get them getting a win against Miami. the team picking fifth right now is five wins that's crazy that's not normal right no it is not so you have Chicago via Carolina one and 12 two game lead on number two which is the Patriots then you have New England at three and ten they have a softer strength of schedule than the Arizona Cardinals so they're ahead of the three and ten Arizona Cardinals And then the Commanders are 4-9. and That is it for four-win teams or less right now in the NFL. So you look at New England's schedule down the stretch, Kansas City, don't feel great about it. Maybe Denver ends up being more pie bowler, but they're they're at Denver on Christmas Eve. And they're at Buffalo, who they already beat this year. And I'm sure the Bills are going to be in their full court press in that situation, and that's going to be a 28-point bloodbath. And then they're home against the Jets to close the season. I don't think they get more than four right now. Just looking at it. So they beat because if they the beat Jets, the Jets. Because, because the Bears won this weekend. They went to five wins. The Jets won this weekend. They went to five wins. The Giants won this weekend. They went to five wins. And the Titans won this weekend. They went to five wins. Yeah, that was helpful for them. So if you're They're looking for gonna, the leading grail here, yeah. fight on my men.
0: I'm hurt, I'm but hurt, I'm not but slain. I am
1: not slain. I'll lay, lay me, me down, down and
0: bleed a while. I always want to say rest a while. Ride. Bleed a while. Yeah, it's
1: it's very yeah, more dramatic when you say bleed. And arise rise and fight again. And rise and fight again. Well, the, the Patriots, for a Levy Grail perspective, you're pretty locked in here with the top four pick. Now, you might flip-flop with Arizona. You might ultimately flip-flop with Washington. I don't see you getting a five. So that's an old takes exposed for what was it? My hot take was the Jets will finish behind the, the Patriots in the AFC East standings from like a week and a half ago or whatever it was.
0: Well, the Jets beat the Texans and,
1: you know, that changes things a little bit. They I, both won. Right. And it's, it's the, <laughs> with four games left, the, the win's way heavy right now on both sides of the standings. But I guess for New England, a chance to, a chance to wipe the slate clean with such a, Low-level commitment, I think, to a lot of the Patriots players, the Belichick yeah. players, yeah, is what I immediately point to. Because you've talked about you would wipe the slate clean. I would also wipe the slate clean. I don't do it. I think they're going to do it. I don't know. But if you do do it, you have the opportunity to make the transition without so many of the lingering effects of when Belichick's pollination across the league has started. Yeah, Because yeah. those coaches will spend two years bringing those guys in and overpaying them or making big time financial commitments to them on multiply year contracts. And then the coach gets fired and you're stuck with all the leftovers and you're like, well, I guess we got to train him for pennies on the dollar to New England because we don't want them and they don't fit the new system that we're putting into place. And how how
0: attractive is this opportunity going to be for a new GM and a head coach where like you mentioned, getting out of the Belichick stuff is the path is very clear. You're not overly you're not invested at all in Mac Jones. Like it's done. It's over with. He's already been benched. There's no path here. Um, you have tons of cap space. You're gonna have a high draft pick, and you got a regular slate of draft picks this year, one pick in every round. Your seventh round pick comes courtesy of the Bears. So that's probably gonna be a nice pick. But like you have resources, you're not committed to a quarterback, you're not gonna sit there and have to live with Belichick players that only work for Belichick, disciples on defense, right? Robert Kraft is, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to restrict you in any way as an owner, right? Like, it seems like a good spot.
1: And then also, I think there's a dynamic of this AFC East that's really interesting where a Buffalo and the Dolphins are two teams that have a lot of financial commitments for next year. Right. I think you look at it's the, the ratio of uh, salary cap space versus I forget what the other axis was on, was on that chart. But like Miami and Buffalo are very much skewed towards the they already have high cap commitments for 2024. So yes. you, you ask yourself, OK, what's the sustainability there? You talk about from Buffalo's perspective, they have to maybe make some decisions on some aging players from Miami's perspective. They just have the the money issue. They're not going to be able to keep everybody, so they're going to potentially have some personnel losses. And then you have the Jets. So like it, it's it's an opportunity. If you come in, you're going to be dealing with a couple of teams that are trying to extend their winning windows. But we all know yeah. how life cycles work in the NFL. And, and you know, for Buffalo's perspective, to have a Josh is a what two hundred something million dollar quarterback. Is it a three hundred something million dollar quarterback?
0: Uh, was two fifty something? Yeah, I was gonna say favorite.
1: I expect you to know yeah. that number. Quarter billion yeah, yeah. dollars. Two fifty quarterback yeah, yeah. You you believe they will be able to to work through multiple life cycles with Josh Allen, but at the same time, it it will require some transitional years. So as you're coming in, if you're a new GM and coach, hey, maybe we feel like we have a little bit of an edge here to kind of kickstart a big time youth movement. And then our peaking window may end up syncing up with the transitional years of the other teams in the division.
0: The last thing you want, though, is to flush. And then the next thing you know, here's your, your candidates. Brian Flores, Gerard Mayo, uh, Bill O'Brien. Like, these aren't the conversations, right? New. No. New. Everything new. 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 Everything new. And that's got – it's honestly got to be attractive. Maybe three years ago press it wasn't. Art. It is, yeah, it really is, man. You got yeah, to. I think like-
1: I, I would be willing to bet Boston fans are sick and tired of the mumbling press conference availabilities that sneer at the media and don't tell you anything. And five years ago, they loved them. hardline player co- or hardline hardo coach for players that is hard on players all the time. And you've heard some guys that even when they were having success, they'd leave and they'd be like, yeah, I have more fun, a lot more fun elsewhere, right? And you look at a lot of the coaches that are having sustained success in their personalities and connecting with players in today's game, and it's, it's really not that. So don't go pluck something else off of that tree. Right. There's options. Start new. Is there anything else? No, I mean, it's your levy Grail.
0: It felt like this was an interesting like this conversation, they're all gonna be different. Like We're gonna have uh, draft dudes do math. what? How many teams make the playoffs? fourteen, what's thirty two? Uh, you're gonna have eighteen of them eighteen of these. They're all going to have a little bit different look and feel. but if if if, if they do flush, I think you are looking at better days. If you stay the course, Drake May. You know, not not surrounding him correctly. Bless specific you. Specific players on defense. Like, we know what this looks like.
1: Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll be back here again in three years if you do that. <laughs> <You'll be back. laughs> Every it'll, year it'll for be the next a, three
0: years. Yeah, yep. and then
1: we'll be talking about the next
0: guy, right? Maybe.
1: Well, that's going to do it for our uh, debrief of the 2023 New England Patriots. We went through what went wrong, key decisions, the Levy Grail, uh, no other player or no other team eliminations this week, I believe. Correct?
0: It's uh, as of I haven't checked since the results of last night, but I don't think we have any more to get to. So,
1: okay, so we have some exciting programming awaiting you all. We hope you will join us. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It's your teams every day here on the Locked On Network. Thanks for checking out Locked On us Scouting with the Draft Dudes. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. I'll talk to you all again tomorrow.